0: Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that thinks Tottenham versus Manchester United this evening holds about as much appeal as Tory porn. On today's pod we're looking ahead to a pivotal Premier League weekend. One that will likely have huge ramifications at the top and even greater ramifications at the bottom. On Sunday City head to beautiful Craven Cottage while 24 hours later two of the bottom three meet in a winner-take-all clash. It's a good job, then, that we've got both bases covered, with City fan Ben and long-suffering blue-nose Andy. Firstly, hi Ben, you there, mate?
1: Yes, Steve, yeah,
0: how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, very good. How's yourself?
1: Yeah, not too bad, as I was just, just saying before, my, my throat is a little bit hoarse, a bit like similar <laughs> to uh, to Howard and it on their podcast earlier today, but yeah, can't complain at all, so yeah, feeling feeling good, feeling chipper.
0: Well, we will get to that very shortly as to why you're feeling chipper, Um, and let's hope Andy, you'll be feeling chipper tonight, because you've got the big one Everton, Newcastle. Um, Firstly, hello, and secondly, how are you feeling about the game in an hour's time?
1: Well,
2: I'm hoping ever going to cheer me up after that intro, Steve, (laughs) because you've... uh... Introduce me as bottom of the league, and I've also got visions of Michael Gove and Liz Truss going at it. So uh, it's uh, it's not a good time for me at the moment, mate. Um, yeah, no, very nervous about tonight, mate. I'm quite um, I'm quite happy to be doing this pod over the next 45 minutes because it takes my mind off worrying yes, about
0: it. Yes, exactly that, yeah. And I, I screwed up the agenda, I wasn't thinking. So I basically said at the top of the agenda, let's look back on City Arsenal, and then we'll look back on Everton Newcastle. And Ben reminded me that Everton haven't played yet. So um, it'll be a kind of review, preview in the next kind of five, ten minutes uh, before we get onto the weekend's action. We've got to start with City, Arsenal. I mean, I was gutted I couldn't take part in the actual main pod today because I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted to share all my thoughts about it. Just a brilliant game of football. City were absolutely sublime. And Arsenal barely showed up. So you were there, Ben. What was it like?
1: Oh, it was brilliant. Um it was one of those before I think um I think most people thought it was gonna be one of these games for the ages sort of thing, similar to the um the games that we've had versus Liverpool. Um and it, it really did feel like that and the atmosphere at the uh, at the Etihad was great. Um I thought City were everything that I wanted them to be, really, they just look bang up for it, up for the up for the battle, up for the fight. Um and then yeah, obviously came out on top of the end, but it was just a a great night and hopefully you know we go on go on from here and it's uh as important as it feels it is
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh yeah because it's still a long way to go and but it just really felt like a a defining night e- even as much as you know obviously the points are all at matter but from a psychological standpoint it really felt important to make a statement um andy did you watch the game i did indeed steve it was uh yeah it
2: was a a great watch is a, a neutral. With You know, obviously I've got a bit of, you know, I do have a, a soft spot for City. So, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a great watch for me last night.
0: So, I mean, we, we've, me and Ben are aware of it and we've seen kind of Haaland and De Bruyne link up, as I'm sure you have yourself. But kind of from, you know, an outsider's perspective, I guess, what's your take on how City set up at times where basically De Bruyne plays off Haaland? It, it looks so... I don't know. So potent, really. I mean, Arsenal played into our hands the way they were set up, I guess, um, and it worked to perfection. But when yeah, you're looking at those two, I mean, they're so dangerous together, aren't they? When they're like ten yards apart.
2: I think. Um, I, I think as we've seen before, with you know, the only criticism you could ever throw at Pep Guardiola in big games is he sometimes overthinks it. Um, Whereas yesterday he 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 tinkered with it and got it spot on. He obviously played a conventional right back as opposed to John Stones and he got Haaland coming, you know, in the ten position, sometimes even as deep as the eight position, receiving the ball from Edison or Diaz or Stones, bypassing Arsenal's press, and then De Bruyne was the one running off him and Arsenal just didn't they didn't know whether to leave him to the centre back or whether to drop him into midfield. And in the end they kind of got caught in between doing the two and Haaland and De Bruyne and, and just had a field day um, and you know special mention to Jack Grealish as well I thought because whilst he didn't do as much as he can do on the ball the support he gave the rest of the players to kind of go and enjoy themselves with his work off the ball what he did I thought he was he's shown that he's really learned what it takes to play in a of the Man City team yeah uh, I thought he like, like I say the work he did off the ball yesterday was different class
0: and it was needed as well, because Saka was always going to be the main threat. I thought Akanji was just superb, Ben. Um, yeah. Akanji aside, and of course Haaland and, and De Bruyne, who are both phenomenal, who were the standout performances for
1: you? Oh, I think it's it's hard to name them, really. I mean, I'd echo what Andy said there about Akanji. That was probably the one uh, part of the lineup where I guess it's a little, little bit of a wrinkle for, for Pep. And usually, and I think we are... seven years in or whatever we are we are learning to you know effectively back back Pep and and trust in what he's going to do I I thought Akanji was excellent I thought Walker was was very good in his role I think both Martinelli and Saka both got subbed didn't they so you know that that I guess shows that they did their job Um, but yeah I mean I I literally can't fault anyone again Grealish was fantastic Um, it's one of the one of the best games I think that I've seen Haaland play for is not just because of his, um obviously, his goal. And, you know, we've seen him do that many times. But I think it's the first time I've seen him have so many runs at, at players. You know, he was picking the ball up from deep, running up people, uh, causing issues. Um And then, yeah, I mean, to repeat what you were saying, but, you know, Kev, it, it felt like one of those games a little bit like Wolves away last season, where from the off, Kev was just like, you know, right, I'm going to take this game by the scruff of the neck. Uh And obviously, I mean, that... That goal was was fantastic. I watched it again this morning. I didn't quite realise, but he actually picks the ball up in it's still in the semi circle when he gets mm. it, and and he's so clear. He knows exactly what he's going to do. Two or three touches, sets himself, puts it exactly where he wants it. Um, it was just fantastic. Yes, as I say, it was, it was a real team performance. I can't think of it, of any player you know that was lower than like a nine out of ten or something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was needed. Uh, and it, you know, as, as bad as Arsenal were. Um, you needed that kind of performance against them because they're still collectively a good outfit, aren't they? Of course they are. So I want to come to both of you for this. And I actually put this later on in the agenda, but now seems like a suitable time to bring this up. So, Andy, how... Sounds like such a kind of banal question, this, but it's kind of... It'll be interesting to get a kind of, you know, a a fan of another club's point of view on this. How good are City?
2: Yeah, I, I actually think... In terms of, I mean, you look at the performance they've put in against Arsenal, who, you know, been top of the Premier League, which, you know, considered the um, the best league in Europe. They've been top of that league all season. Bayern Munich, obviously, dominate the Germans League. And the performance you've put in those, both at the Etihad, over the last couple of weeks have been unbelievable. So I actually think City, uh, I think there's comfortably a distance between Man City and the rest of the teams in Europe at this moment in time.
0: Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm kind of glad Napoli went out there, the only team I really feared in the Champions League. Um, and of course, Real Madrid It's going to be extremely difficult. But I agree, I, I would say that we are, you know, we, we sang it ironically for a number of years, we're the best team in the land in all the world. But it re- I can't think of any other team right now who have the weaponry that we have, who have the kind of the organisation we have, we have the kind of instinctive, you know, nuances throughout every passage of play, and every, every player knowing their role, and everyone excelling in that role, um, and the room for individuals to thrive. I mean, it's just how would you uh, compare as Ben? Uh, sorry, Andrea, you're gonna say,
2: yeah, no, I was just gonna say, going back through, and I'm just talking about Premier League teams here, obviously, you've mm. had like a, a couple of you know cycles of the Barcelona team maybe in the last 15 years. Um, but the only teams that would come close to City would probably be the 1999 Manchester United team, Hmm. just because how football was played at that time, like, you know, with a 4-4-2, the balance that they had within that team was, like, exceptional, but football's a different game now, Uh, and the only one that you could possibly compare to, you know, Arsenal team, sorry, is the Arsenal Invincibles team, where they had a, obviously, they played some, they kind of were... In between what we see now as football and what was football kind of mid to late 90s, they were obviously to go a full season undefeated in the Premier League was unbelievable. But, you know, I think there's a strong case for Manchester City fans to say, you know, we are this is the best team that we've seen in the Premier League era.
0: If, if only we got the correct recognition for it from journalists, though so, alas that is not the case. Um not
2: not a chance, mate. No. Not why the, not why it's seventy five percent run by copites, I'm afraid Paul. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly that. Um then how would this side compare to the centurions for you? Um I mean it was an amazing
1: team, wasn't it? It was an amazing team. Um, for me, ever so slightly I would put the um the the, the team or the Certainly the performance that we had in the 18-19 the season, slightly ahead of it when we got the domestic treble. Just just because uh obviously we got we we got the domestic treble, but also you know, the huge challenge that we had from Liverpool. Yeah. and that was what that was one of the years where where Klopp basically just tossed off the cups and he was focusing just on the league. So I think for us to 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 do that that season was arguably a slightly better performance. Um, but but yeah, to answer your questions as a comparison. I just think and I thought this last night is we just have there's just so much about this team in terms of they they're obviously really solid at the back. Um you've obviously got a great striker this season along with the creativity that we've had in the past, but also there's just a few things that we haven't had before like last night, you know, Haaland like he did in the uh, in the game away to Arsenal just roughing them up basically. That that mm. long ball option that we had and we've not had that in the past. It just feels like now we've got plenty of ways to basically score goals and, and win games whether that's you know as Harland as a bit of a battering ram or you know fast explosive beautiful creative football um we just seem to have so many facets to our game at the moment
0: just bullied them last night didn't we absolutely in, in every sense we bullied them in, in terms of quality as well as well as application And um, they were just browbeaten arsenal um Which is great because they've really been pissing me off with all these group huddles (laughs) and kind of cheerleading trying to get all the crowd going and all the rest of it. And I was dreading the prospect of them doing it last night and Zinchenko doing it at our ground. I couldn't have coped that. So that was one. I was very thankful that never occurred. Um, Okay, so we're now three quarters of an hour. Sorry to remind Andy, but three quarters of an hour away from Everton, Newcastle. Um, Huge game. Maybe one that Everton... With the fact that they've got Leicester coming around the corner, that for must win. Maybe tonight a draw may be good. How are you feeling about it? Are you feeling? I mean, Newcastle they're back, aren't they? They've had, they've had their dip and they seem to be back now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to put into context. Obviously, that result against Spurs because you know I think if us three and a couple more lads from the pod put our boots on, we would have done a little bit better than Spurs did in <laughs> in those first twenty minutes. Um, yeah, and they certainly they look like they they look refreshed and they look like a team that are quite rightly playing with freedom without pressure because you know, um it's no secret I'm not a huge uh, fan of uh, Newcastle but you can't deny what they've done this season. They've been terrific. So, um Yeah, um on paper a point sounds like a good result but we're mm. not in a position where we can look for what looks good on paper. We're at home. Um yeah. We're going to have 40,000 Scouts who have had a good beer today. Uh, they'll be they'll be up for it. They'll be loud. Um, we've got Decore and Anabak who you know, give us so much energy and strength and height in the midfield, which we've been missing for the last two or three games. So that's going to be uh, a big plus for us. And Calvert-Lewin's playing back-to-back games for the first time since I can't remember. So, um, yeah, um, whilst I agree, Monday... On paper, looks the bigger game. Um, we're not in a position to be. You can't right, pick we'll, and we'll, we'll, Yeah. No, yeah. we've got to. We've got to go out and go for the three points today. And um, yeah, um, I'm. But I'm certainly more. But um, hoping rather than thinking that's going to be uh, that we're going to get the three points today.
0: Well, you know what, I, I was wrong to say that at the start because I believed you were a point drift of, of you know kind of forest but it's two isn't it? So um a draw tonight and with a, you know inferior gold if in Celeste basically doesn't move you in the table at all. So um and you're, you're absolutely right, you can't pick and choose games that are you know but what got left like six or seven? Um five or six, so six yeah, yeah. six. Every game's a must win now. So and, and you're at home we... so
2: yeah, and one of them's against uh, you boys. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if results by that stage turn out that you're comfortably in the lead, for us a bone, boys, and I'll uh, I'll be much appreciative.
0: <laughs> um, well, okay, I that, that kind of moves this deeply on onto City, and then we'll get back to we will kind of reverse back to Everton after that. So it's um, Fulham this Sunday, um, Ben. Any any changes you anticipating for a lineup from last night, or will it be the same as?
1: I think if there are changes it's just to to sharpen people up and you know maybe a little bit of rotation around that from here on in I, I don't really see much heavy rotation I think you know maximum two or three players a game you know whether that's bringing Maraz in or or bringing Foden in or or Alvarez or something like that yeah um I I don't see many changes obviously I'm not really sure where uh, Ake's up to but I expect him to sort of come into the reckoning in the next few weeks um but yeah as I say keeping that same 14 or 15 players ticking over. I think that's the, that's the aim now to the end of the season. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show.
0: To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description.